You're listening to episode number 400 of the 360 Vegas podcast. Check out the blog at 360vegaspodcast.com or send an email at 360vegaspodcast at gmail.com. You can support the show financially when you shop at Amazon and Vegas.com. Simply go to the blog, click on the corresponding banner, and go about your shopping. It's that easy to give us money without giving us money. Also, get early and sometimes exclusive access to all things 360 Vegas with a $7 per month subscription to Patreon. That's patreon.com slash 360vegas. Day after tomorrow, gentlemen, we'll be in Las Vegas. Welcome to Vegas. Las Vegas functions on a -a 24-hour-a-day schedule. The casino. Big volcano out in front. That's the Eiffel Tower. Bellagio. Riviera. The Mirage. Flamingo. Sahara. The MGM Grand. This isn't the real Caesar's Palace, is it? I want to gamble. They always put the machines that pay off the most right in the front. Good luck. The Strip is just the most amazing stretch of road, I think, probably anywhere in the world. Kicking ass in Vegas. Vegas, baby. Vegas, baby. Welcome to Las Vegas. I think I'm going to dry out here for a little bit. I, uh, I've been celebrating my uh, return to beer a bit too too much because but exce- I, excessively I, I just can't carry this I'm I, I got like 30 pounds extra on me and I just can't carry this around anymore it's killing me it, yeah I, I've expressed concern a couple of times when I've heard you wheezing over there and I'm like, <laughs> yeah, all right buddy you gonna be okay <laughs> yeah I'm, I'm not giving up on the, on the drink I'm just uh I need to to find throttle back a little if I'm not gonna go exercise which no, I'm not going to. Uh, the only thing I can do is control what I intake. So I, I've, you know, I'm happy that now for Vegas vacations I'll be able to drink again. And not like I wasn't drinking anyways, but it it was different. It hurt. Yeah. Um, you had some 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 challenges. Some right. pretty wicked hangovers. Yeah. But I don't know. How, how are you, sir? <laughs> I'm I'm great. I am not coming in hot like your tweet alleged. Although I'm having cocktails, that's true. <laughs> I don't know, think we'd know what to do if you weren't having so, cocktails. Ugh. Ugh. God, I, listen, I have a great deal of respect for people who want to drink Jamaican rum, truly like the pot still stuff from a bottle to a glass into their belly like I do bourbon. I just don't like rum. The only, and listen, call me a, a basic white B. <laughs> Don't want to offend the senses for people that are listening, right? Oh, um, Tell me you're not hot. I, I prefer, I know, right? Like of all the things that I've said, saying basic white bitch would be the most offensive thing I've ever said. <laughs> right, exactly. Um, but I just, for me, all I want is Bacardi with Diet Pepsi, Mississippi Rob, with a nice squeeze of a lime. And that's all I want if I'm going to drink rum. I don't care for this aged, more elaborate rum that is made it's just for me it's is no bueno but here's the deal do you even realize you're foreshadowing what's that do you even realize you're foreshadowing a segment i am i do not realize i'm foreshadowing yay not reading ahead (laughs) (laughs) or maybe i did you'll see exactly oh hey bt dubs uh friends i have finished breaking bad yeah yeah so if 
if folks are thinking that who have never seen the show and are thinking they may want to binge watch it, I would say it's probably worth your time. But I would I personally would characterize the, the, the five series in an inverse bell. Right. So I think number one and number five are the best seasons. Oh, yeah. By far. And then not quite as good, but still pretty decent were seasons two and four. Mm-hmm. And I considered season three to be the low point. Yep. Was that the one? Uh, I don't want to say too much for that because anybody hasn't watched. But it's, fuck it. If you haven't watched it at this point, catch it's up. It's like a decade. Is, was right? that the, at least that was the season where um, she was having the affair, right? Uh, yes. Yeah. Yes, it was. Yeah, that was yes, that was. was by far. That was the one that, as I was saying, you had to you had to push through that season. Yeah. I, I almost bailed on it after that point, but we kept going. I, I and I can respect why uh, that being said, I thought that um, once I pushed through season three, I thought four was significantly better than three. And then I thought five was just, just wonderful. So yep. um, yeah, take it for what it's worth. Uh, listeners, if, if you're looking for something to binge watch uh, that's been out for a long, long time, <laughs> Uh, Breaking Bad might be it. I, it it's certainly I'll, I'll tell you this much. My wife and I had a wonderful time sitting around kind of talking about the psychological aspects of this character and yeah. that character and then the response of this person based on the other one. And just it's it's really interesting. I think that uh, I will say one I will say one thing about the show that I don't think will ruin it for anybody. Marie's character is a fucking waste of space. And that woman better be thrilled that she got whatever breaking money uh, she got because her character contributed nothing and I found (laughs) her terribly obnoxious. (laughs) Of all the characters in the five seasons that died, why not her? Right. (laughs) Why not her? Okay. I've said enough about Breaking Bad. But this weekend we are going to watch the one hour, excuse me, the hour and a half epilogue movie that apparently came out after the series concluded. I've heard about it. We haven't seen it. Um, I'll, I'll let you know. I'll let you know. I, I, I'll text you a couple of thoughts, comments, observations about it. I know nothing about it. And I told my wife, don't tell me anything. I don't even want to know what characters are in it because arguably I know which characters could theoretically make it an epilogue movie. Right. But I don't really know where they go with it. So I, I will text you. All right, let's get into the uh, show. As always, he's Mark. She's Karen. I'm Tony. And we start with Random Vegas. The iconic Barbary Coast signage designed by Buzz Lemming, featuring Tiffany-style glass, a burgundy and gold color scheme, and a 19th century-style lettering that is known as the Barbary Coast Block. We got that from the Neon Museum. That's, that is one thing that I, I wish uh, they, they would have uh, taken care of and, and gave it to the Neon Museum. Yeah, the, uh, and I love... I mean, I hate to admit it. I love stained glass stuff. That's part of the reason why, like Tropicana, I love the interior ceiling of Tropicana. That beautiful stained glass that they have there. So, yeah, it was iconic. It's it's intricate. It's I mean, obviously, it's difficult to put together. So I do kind of wish that they had managed to save that. I'm not sure where they would have put it. Um, right. You know, in the museum, but yeah. The it's funny that this was your twit pick of the week, Mark, and and or excuse me, you ran in Vegas this week because for some random reason, I had a flashback to, if not my first, maybe my second time in Vegas. And I remember being in the Barbary coast and I remember staring. There was a, there was an actual, um, Oh, doggone it. What is the, uh, 
what's that money transaction company? It's not terribly popular anymore, but it's I think it's still around where you send money to people. Um, Western Union. Yes. Yes. The Barbary <laughs> Coast had a Western <laughs> Union stand like literally built into I mean, it was it was a desk. Right. And right. so arguably it could have been anything, but it. It, so, it, it, near its end, its heyday, uh, it was a Western Union. I remember the line of people standing, waiting to deal with a really? Western Union. And at the time, sweet, very naive, 27-year-old pony looked at it and thought, wow, I can't believe all the people that want to send money to folks. <laughs> and now, <laughs> super jaded 44-year-old Tony's like, no, no, no. Those people needed money to get the hell home. Yep. <laughs> Vegas. Pretty That's much. So they weren't sending money. They were desperately trying to get it. Right. That's exactly right. Oh, that's awesome. How funny. All right. Next up is the Twit Pick of the Week. The Mirage Volcano. It's time to enjoy it while we still have it. As sad as it can be, change is the only constant in Las Vegas. We've lost some great legends along the way. The Sands, the Stardust, the Dunes. We're all lost in favor of progress. Some better than others. The most concerning point is that those that were creative enough to evolve Vegas into the place we know it as don't appear to be around anymore. Except Derek Stevens. That guy gets it. But this monologue is not about that. It's about the signature attraction that kicked off a revolution in Vegas, the Mirage Volcano. She will forever have a special place in my heart. Thank you at Vegas J Dubs for an epic picture of a game changer in the Vegas market. Cheers to you, Mirage Volcano. Thanks for the memories. You will not be forgotten. Karen, you go first. Um, it's a it's a awesome picture, a great angle of the volcano. I really like it. My my initial thought was um, after skimming this week's script, I thought, boy, J Dubs is just all over it this week, isn't he? Um, oh, is he? We're, we're, yeah, we're going to be hearing from him quite a bit. <laughs> uh, but um, yeah, no, it's a great picture, and it is. Maybe that'll be the title of this week's show: the one with J Dubs. <laughs> J Dubs all over it. Yeah. J Dubs, he J Dubbed all over it. <laughs> <laughs> but um, no, I mean, it's it's a, a great picture, and it's a slightly different angle than I think you usually see. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I'm very familiar with this particular view and I only know this view because this is where the super majority of my family stayed uh, for my wife and my wedding. And so when you come into that Port Cashore or if you're walking the, the strip maybe from TI back to Mirage, you will come across this literal vision on your left-hand side. This is going to, I mean this sincerely, this image is going to be one of those that's going to be 30, 40, 50 years in the future where we've got uh, the proverbial current day Vegas Twitter accounts that are posting pictures from the 50s, 60s, 70s. I, I guarantee you this image will be what our kids, well, proverbial kids or grandkids will be looking at uh, when they're our age because this is this is absolutely iconic mm-hmm. the, the the fire coming from not just the volcano but the water then there to the right you've got Harrah's you can see Venetian you can see bleh, Walgreens you can see <laughs> Casino Royale it, it, Denny's it's just this is this is epic Vegas in this image right here this is truly present day this is capturing what, what we know Vegas to look like right now right so as always, we will link to the photo on our blog and feature it on all of our social media 
outlets such as Flickr, Pinterest, Facebook. Hmm. <laughs> See, I'm really good with the first syllable. <laughs> <laughs> who, who, second is not, is who is not coming me. into That's why that? I'm so such a big fan of Insta. <laughs> <laughs> Flickr, Pinterest, Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. Let's get into the news. All of the news that we've been talking about as of late, this one excites me the most. I legitimately am thrilled that this is finally back. Mark, tell us about Palms Returns. It took more than two years to happen, but the Palms has reopened. A few noteworthy items that have not been discussed on this show. The new owner celebrated with fireworks, of course. The pool opens today, April 29th. Ghost Bar will be back July 4th weekend. Tier matching is in place for a limited time. The resort's fee is $36 plus, and for those of you interested, you can go sign up for the online, or you can go sign up online for the Players Club card. You can find a link to that on the blog. I, I will say that the fireworks were, um, there were, were definitely lot. late. Yeah. Uh, it was, it, again, it's been ungodly windy out here, and so they had to push them off and push them off. I don't think they went off to like 1130 at night. Um, but yeah, they did have the fireworks. Uh, I guess we need to get our butts over there and tear match while we can. Yeah. Um, yeah. since that's brand new for us and, um, yeah, I'm looking forward to, you know, I'm trying to figure out, do we want to go back to scotch 80? Cause we haven't been there in a while. Do we want to do, we've actually never eaten at Mabel's. No, we went straight to Sarah's. Right. So, I mean, yeah, I, I want to, I do want to go check it out. I want to give them a little bit for the, the newness to wear off. Um, so it's not like jam packed with crazy people, but uh, yeah, I'm, I'm excited that it's back open again. And I think they timed it really well because, you know, this weekend is the, the draft. So there's all kinds of like lane closures and all this other kind of crazy stuff like trying to get to the strip. So a good alternative spot for, you know, viewing the draft, getting out if you want to get your casino fix. I think the Palms is a great location for that. How long is the draft supposed to be going on for i thought that happened yesterday it's all weekend it's all weekend that's there's eight rounds i think so yesterday was round one and then they're doing they speed up as as you get later in yeah and then uh you know it goes through the whole weekend so i think the draft is actually done i I think saturday it might not be until sunday I think it's Sunday. Yeah. Hmm. So it'll be, or at least the village and all that stuff will be there. Oh, yeah. It's all open for the whole anymore. weekend. Yeah. The, the village, the, room, the lane closures, all that kind of fun stuff is, is closed. And I'm still trying to figure out, and admittedly, I have not been watching it, but everything seems to be happening on the stage that they built in the parking lot by the Caesars Forum. Yeah, that's what I've seen. I don't know what they're using the stage in the, in the Bellagio Fountain for. I don't either, but like you said, we, weren't, we haven't been watching, right. so I imagine... Even with day two, I imagine they're probably interviewing people, filling time uh, in between uh, draft picks. Got to talk into the mic, honey. <laughs> I, I assume the answer is yes, but do you want to be like if you're a if you're a, a, a football player, do you want to be a part of like the day one draft versus maybe the the back end? Are you? Oh yes. Oh so, yeah, yeah. Okay. That's that's the well, yeah. The higher the first round, make the all higher the money. you're drafted, the more money that you're going to make. So yes. and the odds that you'll actually make a team. Right, because even if you're drafted, it doesn't necessarily mean yeah, you're going to play. doesn't mean anything. You still need to make the team. Right. But isn't the way, and I meant to ask you guys about this, and feel free to edit this if you want, or look at Tony actually engaging in sports ball conversation with you. <laughs> right, there's no it, way this is getting edited out. Isn't, don't the worst teams get the first? Yep. 
Yeah, you Hicks. got it. So, yep. so do you actually not want to be drafted first because you don't want to be drafted by the proverbial Lions or oh, no. Panthers? You, you still want to be drafted yeah. number one because then you can command the highest... Um, so, I mean, granted, the rookie salaries are, are a little capped, but uh, you can still demand the, the higher salary because you were a number one overall draft pick. And you only have to stay with a team for a couple years. Well, I think it's four years. Yeah. And then after that, which is, if you think about it, that's your adjustment period coming into the league. Right. right? Um, and if you if you perform well enough, even if you're on a crappy team, um, you know, you'll command a bigger payday once your rookie contract is done. So, no, you still huh. you still want to get drafted higher because long term it's better for you. So even if you're uh, you're the first pick for the Lions, that's actually a good thing you're telling me. Yeah, which the first pick for the Lions, I have mixed feelings about this. Isn't he's a, a defensive guy. Yeah, Mike Hutchison from uh, Michigan. I don't know. So he's they were deba- he might have gone number one. They were really talking about it. He's a, a defensive lineman, I think. Mm. No tackle. I forget what his position is, um, but he's was. You know, broke all kinds of records at Michigan. He's done really well. So I know the the Lions fans are excited because it's a Michigan guy that's going to be playing for the Lions. I right. just hope it it's a good thing for him because the Lions have not exactly had the best track record in recent years. Yeah. So, um, and again, I know this is not a NFL draft conversation podcast, but I just don't understand. You just said, Karen, you hope it works well for him because the Lions, you know, da 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 da, not yeah. not being a great team. I don't know that I would want, like, I would hope I'd be like, come on, don't pick me. Don't pick me. Don't pick me. Right. Until they get through the worst of the teams. Then you get to maybe like the Patriots who are the, the last pick, but it's because they're the best. Right. Wouldn't you, why wouldn't well, they're you not, the that? Patriots aren't the best anymore. Okay. But you know and, what he meant? Don't, yeah, don't no. draw this conversation <laughs> out any longer than it needs to. So you never know. Him off. You never know <laughs> right. um, how, how a season's going to play out. The NFL is one of the most, um, I think they call it parody, parody yep. uh, leagues in the country, which means any given year, anything can can happen. A, there a there are that, people that go from worst to first. It yeah, happens. It happens. So, hmm. and sometimes okay. all you need is that that star player, that spark. Um, usually, in addition to some additional trades for different players, but uh, just because you finished worst one year doesn't mean you're going to finish there this year. Now, the odds okay. of going worst to first are, are lower, but. Um, yeah, it's it, there's right. just some teams like the Browns that have you know perpetually not done well despite having the number one draft pick. And yeah, yeah, right. So it, you know, I don't know if that huh. answers your question. <laughs> no, it, I mean it does. And and again, when we're not actually on mic and we're just you know randomly the three of us are sitting at a video poker bar, add this to the list of topics. Vegas vacation. I'll, I'll, I'll want. I, I will still want to go into this more because I just I can't wrap my head around. <laughs> being <laughs> the first pick from the worst team i'd be like damn it but we'll, we'll i digress okay okay let's move into prop bets for those of you unfamiliar prop bets is an extension of the news but with just bits and pieces of noteworthy items first up for an undisclosed reason hex restaurant at paris has changed their name to alex's now for folks that aren't actually looking at the, the, I, the I would have thought you that was understand. Alexa's. That's what I said. It goes from H E X X to Alex, which is A E L X X. So it's so it's kind of sort of a rip. Yeah, it's on like they only need to change a few letters. See, <laughs> like, I, I read it was it, just cheaper. It was right. cheaper to. Well, and I read it as Alexa's, not Alex's. Oh, 
And I, oh, I could be wrong. I don't, I don't no, know no, how no, they pronounce I, it. I like where your head's at. Yeah. It was know. Hex. Now it's Alexis. Right. <laughs> Uh, I don't know. Who knows why? Mm. Same place, just different name. Go figure. Friends, the musical parody, has returned to the market, this time at the Orleans. Show started on Thursday, April 28th. Battleborn Pins is asking for requests for future pins. Those of you interested, you can just hit me up on Twitter or Facebook or shoot me an email. She's my contact, so you're not getting direct access. (laughs) That's right, exactly. (laughs) (laughs) And I love her! She's awesome. Um, I'll tell you what, for those of you that show up to Vegas Vacation 11, ask me the conver- ask me about that fun conversation, text conversation that I had with Mark about Battleborn Pins. <laughs> it is a super fun, sweet, cute conversation. I'll be happy to engage with you, but I'm, you know what? I'm going to save that. I'm not going to share that on the podcast. <laughs> Barry Manilow canceled another pair of shows at the Westgate for quote unquote unforeseen circumstances. I'm guessing it's because he's 128 years I was old. Say the thing. When will you My die? guess is his age, which that shouldn't have been unforeseen. But. Yeah, it's going to happen or not. I mean, right. if it's not, you know, it's not. So, oh, there's a bad pun in in this one. In the wake of one of the Mirage Dolphins dying recently, activists have voiced their opinion and hope that Hard Rock, once they take over the Mirage, will eliminate the dolphin habitat, uh, citing the space being too small and that they have nothing to do. In the wake of one of the dolphins oh, died. Oh. I mean, you've got you've got the water like a wake in the water when they're swimming. Yeah, yeah. You have the wake. From the, yeah, yeah, yeah. Jesus Christ, that, wow. that's a leap even Scott Bakula couldn't have made. <laughs> <laughs> that popped into my head as soon as I read it. I was like, oh, that's so close. Vital Vegas reports that Ferguson's downtown has opened up a new bar named F the Bar. It's <laughs> said to be an intimate space focused on craft beverages and open Thursday and. Thursday and Fridays, 3 p.m. to midnight, Saturday and Sunday, noon to midnight. That what? sounds interesting. Hell yeah, let's go I know, check that yeah. out. Yeah. That's, I actually, literally, I'm circling that to add to my Vegas Vacation 11 to-do list. Mom and that I, sounds um, a lot of fun. I walked Mom down there when we were downtown, so we, we showed her Container Park and then took her down to Ferguson's. There's some super cute little shops, like yeah. local shops down there, and of course, I, when we went, I had to buy a couple things to support local, but um, <laughs> it's just a fun... I like that. It's just a fun place to be. Yeah. How did Ma Karen, we'll call her that, Ma Karen, <laughs> Ma Karen. enjoy Las Vegas? Did she, she, had did a, she like... She what, did. What she had a great time. I mean... Good. It, it was kind of funny while she was here, like, Mark was like, oh, we should take her to go see this, and we should take her to go see that. I'm like, Mark, she is not interested in the stuff that you typically want to show people. <laughs> like, this is just not... So we got to show her this casino. I'm like, she doesn't care about the casinos. And he kept, he kept telling her, he's like, um, cause he, he ran over to Red Rock, uh, the one day he was up before I was and, uh, you know, wanted to run over there and he hit big on a multi-line video poker. Uh, and so no, he came it was somewhere else because it was still what we were. No, it was Red Rock was it? because yeah. Cause you came in when I was still oh, in yeah, bed yeah, and yeah, told yeah. me okay, you were, remember, you were going. And then when I finally got up, um, and you weren't there. Mom's like, oh, he went on a beer run. I'm like, I thought he was going to play video poker. She's like, oh, she, he did that. But he won and then came back home. Yeah. Um, but no, so so after he had this this big win, he looked at Mom. He's like, hey, if I give you $100, we just sit at a, a video poker machine and play? And she's like, no, <laughs> I'm not doing that. But no, it was great. She, uh, again, she hasn't kind of seen what our life is like out here. So she kind of enjoyed... She loved the mountains. She was just fascinated by the fact that everywhere you look, there were mountains. And uh, just, we had a great time. 
That's awesome. Yes. That's very cool. That's very cool. David Blaine will be in residency at Resorts World starting in September. No further details were planned. I would go see David Blaine. I don't know if I would go see him at Resorts World. Like, I'm just I'm just not into Resorts World. Really? I'm just not. Well, now that we know the back way to get into Resorts World, it's actually easier to get to than a lot of the strip casinos. Well, yeah, but then the roads got all those fucking cones all over it. Like, the, it's a... Not it's on a, the backside. Oh, all, Remember off industrial. We, yeah, off yeah, industrial. Okay. It's fine on that side. No, if you were trying to get into it from Las Vegas Boulevard, that it's a whole nightmare. area just stresses me. Oh out. yeah, no, no, no. But we we learned the trick that you can go in the yeah. back way, and it's a lot easier to get to and, and park and everything else. So, um, I mean, I don't I don't mind it. I like the th- I don't know what theater or where he's playing at. If he's in the same one that you know Katy Perry had a, her residency. Oh wow, in. I didn't think of that. Um, which might be big. I don't know if they have a second one. Obviously, I don't pay too much attention to what's going on at Resorts <laughs> World. Um, Sorry, yeah, douchebag. I, I just, I don't know that I would go see. I liked him when he was a street performer. Right. And then I feel like he kind of went a little bit off the deep end with well, all yeah, these, now his stuff you know, is all about hanging like in, a, in a coffin and, yeah. for however long like how you, from you know, a crane. I don't the, know. The, the extremes of the human body or whatever. Um, yeah. Yeah, I agree with you totally. Yeah. Tony Hawk's Weekend Jam, which was planned for May 12th through 14th at the Downtown Grand Event Center, has been canceled, citing, quote, unforeseen circumstances. Oh, they must have the same PR person. I was really disappointed <laughs> to hear that it got canceled. I don't, there's, there's a fantastic documentary about him out right now. It really kind of opened your eyes, like, it's not as glamorous as you think. This guy's going to yeah. kill himself. Well, and even if, even if you're not a skateboarder, which I'm not, yeah. I mean, I know who Tony Hawk is. Right. Uh, it was just fascinating to hear about actually how challenging it was for him getting started. Um, actually what him admittedly talking about what a little shit he was as a kid (laughs) and just the whole process and and span of what his life has done, I thought was very fascinating. So that is a, it's an awesome documentary. I highly recommend it to anybody. I think it's on HBO max. Mm. I forget, but I would say go look for it. Yeah. So I was kind of disappointed to hear that this got, got canceled. Yeah, that would have been cool to go and see. Evolve Rentals, a car rental business featuring only Tesla electric cars, has opened up at Resorts World. Daily rates start at $199. The rental space is located in the District Shopping Plaza across from Garver Steak. Yeah, I don't need to drive a Tesla that bad. You don't think that'd be fun, <laughs> like to just to rent one to? No, no. For two hundred bucks for a day? Well, it is two hundred. Okay, no. I'll give you two hundred. Yeah. I mean, it'd be fun to drive one. I mean, I, I, I've only ever been in a Tesla once, and it was like the SUV, which was crazy stupid. Mm. Um, so, I mean, I think it would be cool to actually drive one, but I'm not renting one for 100 bucks. 200 and that's bucks. a starting. Yeah, sorry, 200 And that's the starting price, so you know that's not the SUV. Right. That's your base like Tesla. Yeah. Vital Vegas is reporting that the new bar entertainment venue, Sand Dollar Lounge Downtown, will open at the plaza May 5th. Plaza partnered with co-owners of local blues bars of the same name to bring the concept to the property. I'm down for uh, Palms, can, or not Palms, uh, uh, Plaza, Plaza doing anything they can to, to pull some people in. They got a True. they got a nice property that I don't know if gets as much attention as it should. Well, if it doesn't, it's not for lack of trying. They're, right. they're, all the stuff that they're adding, especially recently, I, I think is you know spot on and definitely a need and a, a good fit for the location, yeah. the property, all the 
other happy, positive things I could say. (laughs) (laughs) Vital Vegas reports that, due to avian flu concerns, Flamingo has removed their wildlife habitat out of an abundance of caution. No word when they will be returning for public viewing. We just saw them a couple days ago. With mom, yeah. Yeah, so this this just happened. Well, and I, I find it funny, the timing, and I think I think Vital Vegas is meant Vital Vegas mentioned this in his tweet, was that, you know, the, the timing of it being right before the NFL draft, when you're going to have all these crazy, drunk, obnoxious Idiots, football fans. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Potentially, because it's, I mean, the birds are right there. Yeah, you know, yeah. So what are they going to do to harass the birds? I mean, yeah, I, I just, the timing of that was kind of ironic. And lastly... Neonopolis has a new attraction bound to offend someone. The world's greatest freak show is in residency Thursday through Sunday at 7 p.m. Tickets start at $60. I would go see this. Okay. Yeah. So I, I guess I'm going to, I'll go ahead and bite. What's going on with this freak show that's uh, bound to offend someone? What, what's happening? It's, it's, called a, what, what, it's called a freak show, Tony. Oh, so <laughs> people are offended because it's right. So yeah, the they're like, I'm not a freak. I just happen to have a very particular skill set. Or, you know, I can't help it that I have this deformity that I was born with. And right. Don't call me a sure. freak. I'm a per. Yeah. So there's a whole. There's a I whole. mean, is it a human? Is it? Are there humans? Is this a human thing? I, I, I imagine. I'm yeah. assuming if it's a freak show. I mean. Mm, I I'm, I may have to attend this to see my for myself. <laughs> well, let us let us know when you're in town. We'll all go there check it go. out and do a that's, review. That's awesome. I'll go back. You're not a freak. You look like my mom. Jeez. <laughs> I'll shave your back for you. I'm lady. gonna tell your mother you said that. <laughs> all right. Well, that's gonna do it for news and prop bets. Let's check the river. Like the five communal cards that you get in the game of Texas Hold'em, the river can have anything turn up. So is our river segment. And this week we have a 360 FHE. Now for folks unfamiliar, this is an opportunity for us to go out and explore the ever-changing landscape of Las Vegas and share that experience with you. This week, and I can't wait to hear about this, you guys went out and explored Potted Potter. So tell me about your first-hand experience. Karen, you, you talk about Potted Potter. Uh, so it is a, a super, super tiny little theater. It really was. Uh, yeah. I mean, it's kind of a, a flat stage that, um, you know, then they just had chairs. They had like lower chairs in front. And then um, that was the same thing with X Country. It was a real small space, although it looked it? like it could have expanded bigger. But it was it's a real small space. This one couldn't have. Um, and as we talked about the review, the whole thing is all seven books in 70 minutes. Um I liked it. I thought there were a lot of, of fun little jokes. There was one part that I was not a fan of uh, that was some forced audience participation yeah. that, that I really didn't like. But um, their jokes were very timely. Uh, they made a joke about, oh, geez, what was it that just happened recently? It wasn't the Oscar slap. There was something else that had been in the news. But you could tell that, um, you know, they were paying attention to what was going on and figured out how to work it into the show. I remember the review that Josh did. um, He mentioned a part where one of the actors cracked up (laughs) that seemed to be unintentional. And that happened in our show as well. And so now I'm kind of wondering, was it really unintentional or was it intentional? Either way, it was funny. Um, So yeah, there was, I, I really liked it. It's, it's, you don't have to be a Harry Potter fan to go see it. It helps if you've got a little bit of a background on what Harry Potter is, but 
uh, the for a two person show, they talk really fast. Yeah. Oh. Uh, and they both have British accents. So, so, uh, you know, sometimes that was like, wait, what? But, um, it was, I thought it was a lot of fun. It was for, I mean, what were the tickets? Like 50 bucks, remember. something yeah, like that. It can't be I mean, it was, yeah, it, it was a, a fun, you know, 70 minutes while we were there. That's cool. Yeah. I, I, I Mark does not agree. It wasn't what I thought <laughs> it was going to be. And, and I thought some of the jokes were a bit too heavy handed or, or, I just didn't think that they were really that funny. I, I appreciated their effort, but uh, it's not it's not for me. That's good to know. Mom liked it. I mean, <laughs> is it, it um, so heavy handed? So in, in what regard? Like as it re, as it relates to the books, as it relates to not to the joke, like like it, waiting for you to react the way that that you're supposed to react. Uh, so they want it too much. Yeah, they want it too. Yeah, much. just let it happen. I'll decide when I laugh or whenever I I, didn't, see, I participate. I didn't have that same feeling. Yeah, I didn't. You think didn't. Very you didn't either. like the way the show started at the beginning. Yeah, that they, was they, part of the. They problem. mimed it. it my, my my distaste for mimes is well documented. I, and I don't think it was a whole mime thing, but the way they started the show as they were kind of waiting to get started, Mark hated, and I think that that sort of set the tone for what you thought of the rest of it. Mm. I could be wrong, but. I would still encourage folks to go see it. I thought it was a fun show. I, I, I have to imagine if you're a big fan of the books, like my wife is a big fan of the books, there's probably something fun about being able to see these seven books all jammed down into 70 minutes where, they, where these actors, it sounds like to me, are taking a um, playful certain amount of liberty on on the show. Yeah, and one of them, so there's definitely a straight man and then there's the comic guy. And the comic guy is described as uh, like Robin Williams on crack or something like that. And <laughs> okay. he really, I mean, he's all, I mean, he so is. He just mean like regular Robin Williams. Robin Williams. Well, like regular Robin Williams. Yeah, but he, he was a very manic energy all okay. over the place kind of thing. And, and the other guy is trying to, you know, literally recite, you know, tell the story of the books. And uh, of course, the, the, the second guy is just messing everything up for him. But yeah. Um, so it was fun. It was kind of fun watching. Yeah, I mean, I wouldn't discourage people from going to it. It wasn't that bad. Sure. It's just <laughs> just not for me. Right. I just didn't enjoy it. All right. All right. Well, listen, we should roll next into um, some of the listener feedback we got because this is amazing. We've got a ton of listener feedback. So let's start with an email. Oh, excuse me. A, a PayPal donation from really, really great friend of the show. And I say that not because he gave a PayPal donation, but he literally <laughs> is a great friend of the podcast. Travis Atherton. What's going on there, Karen? So Travis writes karma for an upcoming trip, May 5th through the 8th to the quote Vegas of the Gulf Gulf coast, hoping to win enough to cover the next trip or three. Keep up the great show. Thank you, Travis. I love that. We're That's getting, amazing. we're getting karma donations, even if they're not coming to Vegas, Vegas. <laughs> right. Yeah. I mean, they, it, they do work 100% of the time. So <laughs> That's it's kind of your best bet. Well, and there was sure. the whole gang that, that did the, uh, the Biloxi meetup, yes. um, yeah, yeah, recently that, that, that cool. yeah, that, uh, you know, kind of wish we had tagged along to that. I know, one, right? Like, it, Oh shit. I wasn't even I think they're already, they're already starting about it for next year. So oh, we good, have, might have to put that on the, the docket, but, uh, yeah, I mean, have a, have a great time. Good luck. And, and hope to hear about, you know, all the successes that the, uh, the karma donation brought to you. Right. One of the best memories that I have about or with as it relates to Mark and Karen is actually a memory that does not originate from Vegas. Uh It's from Tunica (laughs) and Karen, you actually totally missed out on this. 
Mark, I don't know that you may even remember this memory. <laughs> it, we were still waiting for Karen to. I, I, Karen, I think you had to work that day. If I had to remember correctly, and I'm, I'm yeah. trust me, folks, lots well, of was, alcohol between then and today has wiped out most of my specific detailed memories. Well, this was the um, <laughs> this was the first time that I was meeting your wife. So yes. so Mark had met her at Vegas Vacation too, which I was not yes. able to attend, and then somehow you know and she and I talked about this after the fact that you know she gets invited to stay at our house you know of the wife that she doesn't know and has never met and <laughs> I would have been nervous to do that as well especially knowing the two of you um it would, but she she accepted the invitation but we were meeting you guys first in Tunica and I think Mark you drove or they picked you up and you drove down with them and then I think I was coming up from New Orleans. Oh, I think I remember that now. He picked us up. He picked us yeah, up I at the airport. Up. Right, okay. In in Memphis right. and drove us straight to Tunica. Right. And I was and coming was, I was coming yeah. back from a work trip in New Orleans. So that's yes, why I that's met you exactly guys. That's exactly right. Yes. That's exactly right. And while we were awaiting your arrival into town, Mark was taking my wife and I just, you know, kind of around to the different areas and showing us the different casinos, knowing where our home base was going to be. So we're, we're hitting these casinos and we, in the, my wife, Mark and I stopped in the casino, like we're walking through and we stopped at this little, like two bank of slot machines. And there's a woman playing at one of the slot machines furthest away. Now, again, it's only a two bank. So it's like us, a slot empty slot machine slot machine next to that, which had a woman at it. And the three of us are having conversations and we're talking about who the hell cares. It's completely irrelevant, but we were dropping the F bomb as a part of our conversation. (laughs) And this woman stops her gambling at the slot machine and turns to us and says, would you please watch your language? (laughs) And I turned to her and I said, I said to her, okay, okay. But, just to be clear, it's not the gambling you have a problem with or the alcohol consumption you have a problem with or even the smoking in the casino that you have a problem with. It's our language. And she goes, yep, that's right. And I looked at her and I said, I respect that. We'll move on. It was just the most like <laughs> crazy conversation because I called her out, right? Like I called yeah, right, her out right. on it and that's- God love her. She fucking owned it. She was that's, like, "Yep, that's exactly what I got a problem with." Tony, like, that's that's the no. mid south. Yeah, people I, there are very direct, matter of fact, and th- they hold their values, whatever they may be, right? right up there. And so the fact that number one she said it, and then number two that when you called her out, she goes, "Yeah, that's exactly it." That, that does not surprise me at all. That's <laughs> totally people that live in the mid south. Absolutely. That's- that was, that was it was that was fun it was one of the neatest best fun i mean the whole trip was 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 really great but i mean that if i had to like pick little one off pinpoint situations mm, like some of the amazing smoked meat that you guys mm-hmm. would pick up from the different uh memphis places yeah oh the commissary it's, it's, you mean the barbecue that's that's what they call oh, barbecue. Me. Yes, of course. I <laughs> I don't want to be offensive exactly because that they sh- they hold that stuff is is more important to their hearts than say religion. So. Oh yes. <laughs> All right. Talk to us about the email from Jim. All right. So our good friend of the show, Jim writes. Good day, Karen, Mark, and Tony. It's been forty eight hours since my last visit to Vegas with an asterisk. My wife and I had a rare day off together, 
and she wanted to take a ride. My friends were in Vegas and were goading me excessively about being, quote, the Vegas guy and not going to Vegas. So, fuck it. I pointed my car north and hit the gas. Side note, always keep your weekend car full of gas. <laughs> we hit Vegas at 3.30 p.m., walked into the cafe at Palace Station where my friends had a table, and we had lunch. Nothing special, just lunch. In Vegas, bitches. <laughs> That's awesome. And, and I'm not elaborating. This is how he's writing oh, right. this guy. So he, he's <laughs> good. He's writing it. Hit the ATM and set off on a gut-busting four-plus hours of fun. Vegas aromas and friends. Mm. Off to video poker. My gosh, Palace has a lot of video yes, poker machines. Lit a cigar. A Garo 25-year-old anniversary. Quote, Tony, got to send you some a couple of these. We Jim, play- I'll take them. <laughs> <laughs> we played... Lost, got it all back on a Firelink machine. The wife was killing some Clinko machine, not Plinko, Clinko. <laughs> so after four and a half hours, we were up, had a free lunch, and we're heading home. Total cost was a half a tank of gas. Left at 8 p.m., waited for it to be dark just to see the lights. Pulled into the garage at 10.45 p.m. Nice. That's a Californian that knows how to do it. <laughs> so let's recap. Six hours of driving for four and a half hours of Las Vegas and it was worth every damn minute. 100%. Some obsessions are worth the effort. The moral of the story, kiddos, is the one thing we are all running out of is time. You never regret the things you did oh, he's do, deep. only the things <laughs> you didn't. So, get your ass to the NFL draft and soak it all in. <laughs> I think he's talking to us now. History is something you don't want to miss. Oh, he's definitely talking to us. <laughs> P.S. In this episode, we learn... Number one, Karen was, quote, grumpy. Say it's not so. <laughs> and number two, Tony treats scripts like speed limits. Merely a suggestion. <laughs> <laughs> Cheers, your SoCal pile, Jim. Thank you, Jim. <laughs> I, I got nothing to add. This guy's cool from the word go. I just pick everything up on him. That was such a, you know, I feel like a lot of his trip reports and stuff are so matter of fact. And I, I think that he's getting... I don't know if he's more comfortable with us or what it is, but I love that there's more and more of the personality that, you know, we got to see, yeah, yeah. you know, hanging out with him. Like it, it's showing up in his writing, which I love. Yeah. And I love where, you know, he's, he's calling us out on you know, get off your ass and go kind of thing. So, <laughs> all right, next up and, and, and hang in kids. Cause we're going to hear a lot from a uh, dear friend of the show. Josh, he's got a lot of really, really great things to talk about. So let's roll into it. Talk to us about the email from Josh W. All right. This is the first email from Josh. He writes, hey, Mark, I'm listening to a few episodes out of order and was just listening to episode 396 titled Vroom, in which you guys are mentioning seeing X country. When did you see it? I only asked because I think we might have been at the same show. Mrs. J. Dubs and I saw the show on Thursday, March 31st, and there was a big group there to support one of the dancers. That would be so funny if we ended up seeing the same one, especially since X Country is one of the show reviews I'm working on. I'm currently finishing up a show review for Absinthe, which I hope to send to you in the next few days, just in time for episode 400. Until then, have a great week. Josh W. at Vegas J. Dubs. Yep, that was me. That, on the that was the show you went to. Yep. <laughs> That's awesome. Unbelievable. That is so funny. That is. And, Small and fucking world. To be very, very clear, I also pulled up my phone literally just now to look at the text conversation of what Mark and I were chatting about. And sure as shit, Thursday, March 31st. Yep. That's just 
that is what a small freaking world it is. That is unbelievable. That just is just unbelievable. Funny. Love it. Should have said. I wish we'd have known. Could have said hi. I know, right? I know, him? right? Why? How? Why is he in town and he's not at least saying, "Hey, Mark and Karen, I'm here." Well, right? Like, I just, think. Just, I do think this was before like his first email in with the show review. So that's fair. Um, I also think a lot of people. Um, yeah, this dog is driving me crazy. Sorry, the dog is is being very vocal at the moment and it's being chatty. And, and if I don't pay attention, he just keeps increasing the volume. <laughs> well, so <laughs> let him increase the volume. The he'll, get, he'll get on the show. Who cares? Yes, I guess it's a, absolutely adorable. <laughs> but um, what were we talking about? I don't remember. Oh, you think that? Uh, yeah. So a lot of times too, when people come in, oh, they know that we're it's it's a work day for us, right? Right. And normally we don't necessarily go out. Um, like I didn't go to the show because it, it get it started late and I was start launching a new software the next day. So mm-hmm. that's part of the reason that I didn't go. So yeah, I also wonder too, if sometimes people are like, well, either that or they're on their vacation and have their list of things oh, that they want to do. That's well, for and, sure. and that's for sure. We've, we've had confirmation from several people before that they're, they're too shy to reach out and be like, going, Hey, you want to hang out with me person you've never met? Yeah. <laughs> you know? And, but like I almost, but we're doing it in public. It's not like right. we're, it, it's not like we're, you know, inviting them over to our house the first right, time to meet right. them. I mean, exactly. you're in Vegas. Yeah. Like Vegas is a place that you meet and talk to strangers anyway. So, mm-hmm. I mean, might as well at least. And again, it is it is odd, I think, for some people because they listen to us talk and they feel like Mike they know was saying us. That. Michael Lene was like, he goes, it took everything in me to, to email yeah, you. Yeah, he did He's not. Like, it just felt so weird. Yeah, it, and it's, it is one of the, and it is a little, it's a little weird on this side, but I think... I think we've gotten so used to it now mm-hmm. that we just like, look, these folks have, have listened to the show. They know who we are. They understand us and they still reach out to see if we want to get together. I'm like, okay, so there's nothing that we're going to say that's going to offend them. <laughs> there's, you know, it's, it's again, best friend filter ever. It really is. So yeah, but it, you know, please, I, I encourage people all the time. If you're in town, reach out. We Sometimes we can't. Yeah. Especially uh, that doesn't during mean the we week. don't want to, yeah. but especially during the week. You know, it's it's challenging. Right. But if we can, we'd like to. I mean, we appreciate yeah. people that are listening because we're, we're getting to do this mm-hmm. um, and have fun doing this because people like and support the show. So, you know, again, if you listen to this and, and you don't hate us, chances are we're going to be friends. <laughs> what a great standard. <laughs> All right. Well, but but our buddy uh, Josh has another email. So. Tell us about that second email that he sent in. All right. And he he kind of uh, previewed that this one was coming. So he writes, Dear Mark, Karen, and Tony. Hey, you three. First, Mark, I don't think I'm quite ready to have my kids meet, quote, Uncle Mark yet. (laughs) But if you want to text with someone about the Batman, I got you. All right. (laughs) Second, I'm still reeling after figuring out and confirming that Mark with Mark that we were at the same showing of X country last month. (laughs) I even stood over by your group before getting in line because I couldn't figure out where the actual line started. (laughs) How crazy is that? It's like two fans of tits passing in the night. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, I like how he writes. Me too. Third, if anyone is putting two and two together for my last letter, no, I didn't try to bring my kids to see X Country. I left them in the room with a bag of flaming hot Cheetos and it paid a strip walking showgirl $20 to check on them every hour or so. Nice. She seemed nice. That's awesome. 
Holy <laughs> shit. Holy shit. That's awesome. <laughs> no, actually, a friend who is a local babysat the kiddos for the evening so Mrs. J. Dubs and I could actually have one grown-up night on our last Vegas Aww. trip. And for that, we were grateful. I just wish I had realized that Mark and Karen were standing right there. Right. <laughs> Actually, I wasn't, but Mark was. Yeah. In my defense, I wasn't scanning faces. I was trying to get to where the boobs were going to be. Yeah, it makes sense. I mean, that's the goal. Priorities, right? All right, moving on. This review isn't going to be about X Country. I've completed review write-ups of four other shows since my last letter, including X Country, and that review will be sent soon enough. But this is episode 400. This requires something a little more Vegas. Okay, I have to admit, I've struggled with this review for a while. If you've seen it, you know. How do you write a review for what is probably the best show in town? How do you say you're reviewing what is probably the best show in town without setting expectations too high? How do you explain this work of raunchy, mind-boggling, hilarious chaos to someone? I guess it's a good thing I'm not getting paid for these reviews because I've struggled with this review so much, I should probably be fired. (laughs) But I can't leave it alone. I can't review Vegas shows and not talk about Absinthe. I suppose the simplest, most honest way to review Absinthe is for someone who's never seen it is to is to say, quote, just go see it because you should. If you've never seen it, you should absolutely go see it. That's all in italics. I'm not just speaking to the listeners here. I'm talking to you, Mark, Karen, and Tony. <laughs> Don't you tell me how to do my Vegas. <laughs> <laughs> okay, Josh. Well, I wasn't paying attention to your review before, but now that you've spoken to me personally, <laughs> challenge me. Tell me more. <laughs> because I take my role as your Las Vegas show reviewer seriously, or as seriously as one should take a hobby of critiquing magic acts and titty shows, <laughs> I'm going to make the best effort and get on with it. I like I like the way this guy writes too. I know, right? <laughs> this guy challenges my uh, uh, monologues. This is, these are getting more and more fun. <laughs> Ab- absinthe, be- absinthe began as wow. All right, hold on, pause, breathe. Absinthe began as part art exhibition, part performance space, and part carnival in New York in August 2006. It remained there for three summers, then moved to South Beach, Miami and even found a temporary home at the Australian Open. In 2011, Absinthe found its permanent home in front of Caesars Palace, and Vegas hasn't been the same since. It was supposed to end up playing at the Fontainebleau, but I guess some bullshit kept them from opening the show there. (laughs) Yeah, some bullshit. Caesars let them set up in a temporary tent, kind of like letting a homeless guy make camp in your driveway. (laughs) (laughs) And charging him to live there. Right? (laughs) This in turn got the fire marshal pretty upset until the code code compliant, quote, permanent tent was put in place. (laughs) That's a fact I didn't know. That's kind of interesting. The concept is lowbrow vaudeville-esque variety show. Where Cirque goes big, Absinthe goes small. Seven hundred. Wow, I am tripping over my words today. There's too much reading. Yeah. Seven hundred and fifty audience members sit in a circle around a nine-foot stage, and the intimacy of this this tent makes a solitary man doing a handstand seem far more impressive than a stage full of people doing the same thing at Ka. <laughs> this isn't about creating a spectacle via sheer size and grandiosity. It is about an audience focusing on four or fewer performers at a time and truly appreciating the various acts you are witnessing. Aerialists, magicians, jugglers, burlesque performers, and a couple who roller skate at Mach 5. You will see a little bit of everything. What you may not see is the same thing. 
Absence formula allows the production to swap out performers easily if people get ill, have a night off, or just move on. The first time I saw Absinthe, I saw a woman do a strip tease starting out in a full gorilla costume and ending in nothing but a G-string and pasties. When I saw the show again in December, this act was not in the show. I was secretly relieved because that was kind of a confusing boner. Yeah, agreed. Yeah, that's, you've got to share that with your therapist. Oh, God. I hope confusing boner is the episode of this week's podcast. <laughs> <laughs> the glue throughout the entire show is the gazillionaire, the production's host and owner. He's a fucking asshole, and you love him for it. He picks up members of the audience, and you should not sit in the first five rows if you do not want this to happen to you. When we last saw the show, Mrs. J-Dubs and I were upgraded from near the back to the second row. Mm-mm. Fuck yeah. But I was a little nervous that the gazillionaire would single me out for my excellent fashion sense and strikingly good looks. Nice. Fuck no. <laughs> At our most recent show, there was a group of people he called the Republicans in the front row and a trio of scantily dressed women he referred to as the whores over there. Oh, Jesus. <laughs> Conservatives, sluts, conservative sluts, no one is safe. That's awesome. The gazillionaire and his moronic, horny assistant, Wanda Whittles, are what elevate absence from a, or from just a well-curated variety show into something so much more they are the show's heart and that heart is crude disgusting and absolutely hilarious i have seen absence twice and both times i laughed so hard i was in tears this is probably a good time to mention the type of humor in absinthe it's abhorrent it's revolting no dignified self-respecting person should be caught enjoying it but those people are boring so who gives a fuck the point is, you should probably see it for yourselves before bringing your mother-in-law to see it. <laughs> That's awesome. <laughs> or, Did you take Mama Karen to go see it? Yeah, no. No, no, no. I knew that, I knew that one was not. No. No. Uh, he says, or just dive right in. Maybe she likes gangbang jokes. <laughs> <laughs> no discussion of absinthe is complete without mentioning the Green Fairy, who is played by burlesque performer Hazel Honeysuckle. It's not a real name. She sort of bookends the show. <laughs> Wait, what? So it's not a real name. Well, I don't know. Could be. Maybe her parents Bullshit. were. They wouldn't lie to me through. Maybe. The maybe. Theater. <laughs> maybe her parents were like you know beekeeping fans of uh, of, of 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 fuck. What are those called? Fairy tales. Yeah. The, the dad's name was Honey. The mother's name was Suckle, and so. It was just honey hyphen suckle. The wife's name was Suckle. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's why she's a wife now. J Dub continues. She sort of bookends the show and is featured on most of the show's prominent images, and I absolutely have the biggest crush on her. Mrs. J Dubs doesn't care because that means Mrs. J Dubs gets to see more absent. <laughs> During one of the, I love the relationship that these two have. Yeah, I know. Holy cow! I can't keep people straight. I'm like, wait a minute. Is he still referring to the same person? <laughs> well, no. I love the fact that because you know, this is, you know, he he takes his wife to dinner and a show every night when they're here, so right. that he can be as much of a degenerate gambler gambler as he wants during the day and get laid and get laid. Right, but yeah, so but arguably, Mrs. Honeysuckle could be his wife or his mother because they would share the same last name. So now I need to know which one he's talking about. Oh, for crying out loud. Oh, uh, yeah. Mrs. Honeysuckle is not his wife. She's a performer. I thought we were talking about J-Dubs. No, Ms. I Mrs. Didn't say anything about Honeysuckle. Yes, you did. Oh, well, then I shouldn't listen to me. <laughs> <laughs> 
During one of the performances we saw, Hazel Honeysuckle also did a burlesque striptease while dressed as Cookie Monster. This led to another confusing boner, but also a lot of laughter because we could see that she was cracking up during the number at how absolutely silly the whole thing was. (laughs) She is truly a modern burlesque performer and one of the best working today. But she also succeeds at creating and performing a burlesque bit that is so hilariously absurd that it borders on parody. Mrs. J. Dubs tells me that I also need to mention the bathtub guy and that more Vegas shows need half-naked men gyrating in a bathtub. Uh, I wouldn't disagree with that. (laughs) I think penises are fucking hilarious. Well, he's not talking about the actual penis. They are hilarious, but... um, The penis is hilarious? Oh, yeah. The penis is hilarious. It's... It's... My wife says to me all the time, I don't understand how you keep your genitalia outside of you. <laughs> why do you do that? It's why just, not just, she's literally, she's like, we, why not just tuck it all up inside? <laughs> well, because then we, as a woman, we couldn't get to use it. That's the whole reason it's outside. I don't think for that's a benefits. big deal for my wife. No. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Well, that I can't help you with. Uh, I was going to say, just in, in general, if yeah. if women didn't have a use for penises, we literally would laugh kind of at look them. at them and laugh and go, "Oh my god!" That and you can't control it. It goes from that to this and moves inside. It's hilarious. <laughs> you go to the water and you're like, "Where to go?" Cool water. <laughs> <laughs> All right. And then you see a stripping cookie monster. You're like, "Wait, that turns you on? <laughs> you got a boner for that?" <laughs> right. Confusing boner. Um. All right, wait, where was yeah. that? Okay, gyrating in the bathtub. There is a little something for everyone, it seems. I still can't describe for you what makes absinthe work so well. It's not some striking achievement of technical stagecraft. It doesn't have Ka's massive wall or Ove's pool. I've spent a lot of time thinking about this, and the only thing I can, can conclude is that there is something in that tent that when coupled with the sheer excellence of every one of the performers leads to nothing short of magic. Imagine if Cinderella's fairy godmother swore like a sailor and drank like a fish, and you would get the idea. It's magic like that. In my opinion, Absinthe is the most, quote, Vegas of all the shows in Vegas right now. Hmm. It's glitterly, glitterly, glittery, sexy, funny, impressive, and inappropriate in all the right ways. A few words about the venue. If you haven't been to Vegas in the last 11 years, Absinthe plays in a big tent out in front of Caesar's Palace. Seats are not comfortable and are deliberately selected to look like a mishmash of folding chairs and wooden stools. Whatever. You're seeing absinthe. I'm starting to trip over that word down too. That was that, that is a really hard word to say. So And it's I'm, in here I'm a Kuba lot. Goes to you. Thank you. Thank you. And again, I'm reading this blind. I didn't I knew there was an email from him, but I did not pre-read it. I did not rehearse. So if I'm fucking it up, just cut me some slack. Uh Due to the way the seats and stage are set up, there isn't really a bad seat in the house. The show can be seen twice every night of the week and three times on Fridays and Saturdays, just like your mom. Sorry, (laughs) I've been spending too much time thinking about the gazillionaire's jokes. Tickets start at $129. Discounts are rare, and you should just go see it already. Karen, Tony, but especially Mark. Congratulations on 400 episodes. I can't tell you how many commutes of mine that you've turned into absolute joy rides. It's nice to feel like I'm giving a little something back with these reviews. After the warm response to my previous letter, I'm trying to imagine it so I can join you at least on Sunday night for Vegas vacation. 
I'm Don, over <laughs> Don, what the hell? What do you mean? What do you mean you're trying to manage it? No, you just make that happen. Right. <laughs> I'm already supposed to be in town two weeks later for my first Vegas vacation wedding. Vegas or Vegas, Vegas, Vegas wedding. wedding. Sorry. <laughs> Vegas <laughs> vacation wedding. That's, That's what we got to do Karen. next. Who wants to get married at a Vegas vacation? <laughs> Sorry. Um, yeah, for his first Vegas wedding. So we can always try to connect then. Maybe we'll watch Esper Less together this time. There you time. go. <laughs> Until next time, Josh W. at Vegas J-Dubs. Nice. That was awesome. Yeah, I there's a lot of things that could be said, uh, uh, you know, just really great information. The one thing I will say is I have wanted to see absinthe. Ab, see, thank you, Karen. <laughs> it's, it's it is very difficult to say. I've wanted to see absinthe, but I don't necessarily come along with folks who want to be forced or otherwise, you know, into a part of the show. Right. So. Thank you, Josh, for saying if you don't want to even be concerned about being mocked or brought into or whatever, you, 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 you want to be totally left alone. You want to be in rows six or higher. Right. You don't want one through five. That is a wonderful, wonderful piece of uh, like trivia to pass along to listeners. You don't want to be a part of it. If, if, if your personality style is I don't want to be mocked or be seen or whatever. I just want to see a show. Take Josh's you know, comments to heart here, you want rows six or later. And and what's interesting, and I don't know, and it doesn't really matter, but I wonder, do you pre-select your seats when you're buying mm. them online? Yeah. Or do you just like get let into the tent? And if that's the case, just know you want to be in rows six or, to the or back. higher. Yeah, right. head to the back. Well, and he says there's not a bad seat in the house given the size of it. Right. So that's the other right. thing to keep in mind. Like you don't, it's not like certain shows where you see better the closer you are. So right. that's that's a good thing to do. I really do. like and his I, idea of going to go see a topless show with him because it's always been you and me. Right. It'd be interesting to see somebody else that likes tits like I like them. <laughs> I had a thought that just popped into my head that I'm going to share with you off air. There's, there's no re- I was just going to say, there's no reason why Karen and my wife can't enjoy tits as well. Agreed. Oh, no, uh, we I'm have. not saying anything against that. I've no, just, I have. I'm not. I have no issues with topless shows as long as they're good. Good shows that are topless. Yeah. Uh, my wife's biggest complaint about Jubilee was how tiny the boobies were. She's like, there's not. She goes, there's nothing there. There's nothing to look at. Well, I like athletic breasts. Yeah. Oh no, I like I like big, weighty, heavy breasts. <laughs> I I can appreciate all different sizes and types as long as they're sitting up where they're supposed to be and they're not down by their by your navel. I'm okay with that. Um, well, no, and I think we've told the story before about the time we went to go see you know Crazy Horse and there was a couple sitting in front of us and the wife was not happy that she was there, which to me just gave license to endlessly make loud comments during the course of the show that would make her even angrier, which probably didn't help her husband out very much now that I think about it, but it was fun for me. Thanks for Um, nothing. (laughs) I don't. Yeah. I, I'm all for, like I said, as long as it's an entertaining show, that that's the other thing I, cause we, what was the one that we saw at Luxor? Is it X Fantasy or Fantasy X? Fantasy is what it was called. I, that show was not good. It's funny, like I, I I say, breasts are like pizza. Like even even bad breasts are like oh, yeah, no. but they're still breasts. No 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 no. Oh, I disagree. There, I always feel like bad breasts. Like I, I said, always feel like thank you. If thank they're you down around their navels, breasts. those are bad. Now, granted, the shows <laughs> in Vegas are all going to be where they're supposed to be. Right. 
but, right. but no, if oh you know, God. I remember once when I was a kid, and this was almost like a traumatizing experience because we were, I was at a church summer camp like for the week and they took all the kids to like the YMCA to do mm-hmm. like swimming and all this other kind of stuff, right? Huh. So we're in the locker room afterwards and, and one of the uh, parents, teachers, whatever that were like there overseeing the kids was this is also gonna scar me, isn't it? Oh, it, it was it, it scarred me. But I mean, she's changing out of her swimsuit and she took her swimsuit off. And I just remember they just dropped and they were like Oof. these these long <laughs> hanging tubes oh like down God. by her waist. And I was like, is that what happens to him? Wow. I don't want that. And again, at this age, like I was a kid, like I hadn't seen, right. you know, adult breasts. <laughs> I didn't really know what they were or anything. But I just remember looking and going, I don't want those. Those look like they, that's not, this look comfortable. <laughs> Wait, then you got to stuff them up in this. Like it was a very, it was a very traumatizing thing. So when you say there's no such thing as bad oh, boobs, that's not true. That's not true. That's, that's right. not true. There's a, there's a wonderful, wonderful joke on um, some episode of Family Guy where Stewie refers to saggy boobs as nothing more than quarter filled water balloons yep. tacked to a wall. <laughs> yep. <laughs> And I'm like, okay, I, that's that that paints with words. Okay, come on, Karen. Let, we're so close. Last <laughs> last email, but we're still gonna give them as much love as as Josh has been getting. Talk to us about the email from uh, Thomas Lewis. Yeah, and I think this is a fun one to end on. So Thomas writes, "Hello there, Mark, Karen, and Tony. I just listened to the story about the stabby hooker at Wynn, and it reminded me of a short conversation I recently had with my wife." <laughs> well, I can't wait to hear how this goes. <laughs> As I was sharing another story involving prostitutes in Vegas, I mentioned to my wife that I have, on multiple occasions, been approached by a prostitute while walking through a casino. My wife asked, how do you know that she's a hooker? To which I replied, if she's cute and flirting with me, you can be sure she's a hooker. (laughs) Anyway, thanks for all you guys do. With much appreciation, Thomas. It takes me back to... uh when Alistair got accosted by by a hooker, and I didn't, I didn't know how to help him. I'm like, I, what, do I hit her? What do I do? I don't know what I'm allowed to do in this situation. <laughs> oh, so many funny stories that can be told about hookers. Um, well, though, did I, I tell you the one time? So the the lobby bar at MGM. I was meeting somebody there. I forget what it was. So I walked in the the. So if you're coming in from the check in desk, check in desk, and you walk into the lobby bar, and I sat at the first seat at the bar, and. I forget who told me. I think I want to say it was the bartender, but I forget who I was in a conversation with. And they're like, oh, like you were in the hooker seat. I'm like, excuse me. (laughs) And he's like, yeah, when the hookers come in, they sit in the first and second seats as they're looking for clients. It's like everybody knows that's a hooker seat. And I'm like, I was not dressed as though I was a hooker looking no, for attention. No. That reminds me, uh, if you go to, this is the time when, again, with Alistair, we were playing at New York, New York at the uh, the Times Square bar or whatever. Mm-hmm. That's right in the middle. They surrounded us. Like they were, like there was one that moved way too close to me that, that I was comfortable with. Yeah. And we just both kind of kept our... Like like we couldn't like she wasn't there is what we tried to do. Oh, and I and I've seen him before. I forget where I was. One of the bars I was sitting at, but you know you're sitting there playing video poker for a long time, and you know you kind of see a woman. There's a guy sitting there, and you see a woman come in and start talking to him, and they leave. Yep. Okay, and I'm sitting there playing, sitting there playing, sitting there playing, and I don't know. A little while later, you see the same woman come back <laughs> and go talk to another guy. Right. <laughs> and they leave, and you're just like. Oh, all right. This, this <laughs> actually, so this is what's happening. This actually is, this happens. All right, <laughs> good to know. 
Oh God, that just. I, listen. Right. You want. You don't want to be the second guy. Like. Uh, thank you. I, I don't know yeah. what. Like or the third or the fourth. Right. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. All right. Well, listen. On that totally <laughs> CDC note, uh, we should close out episode number four hundred. And I will also extend the same congratulations, really, to you, Mark. But Karen, you've you've been along for like ninety what eight out of the four hundred podcasts. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, this is this is a big number. This is a big uh, milestone. So congratulations. That's that's very awesome. And and I will say the thing. I say this to literally anybody that will listen to me. I do nothing to be a part of this podcast. <laughs> I get a script sent to me. I, I show up. I get drunk. I try to provide a little bit of just you know comic relief to the show. Mark is the guy who when you hear words being read fingers to keyboard it was mark that did the research on it and 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 wrote it up it's just it's an honor to get to be a part of this podcast 400 shows in if you average one a week that's what 52 uh, episodes a year divided by 400 but you're looking at almost what uh eight years eight years now (laughs) that's and we're actually at 11 the summer it'll be 11 yeah it'll be our 11th year this summer and that doesn't even count, like we said before. Yeah, on, there's over the 500 pieces of content that have been yeah. released. Right. Um, but this is the official the 400 show. Absolutely. And I'm I with Tony. I, um, I don't, I show up. Uh, and I think you I, probably have a little bit more to do with the show than I do, because I know Mark um, a lot of times will bounce ideas and stuff off of you, and you guys chat about things. So I think, you know, you've got a little bit more involvement than you're giving yourself credit for. Um, it, it, he refuses to talk to me about any of the stuff, so it's okay. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but it is. And, and Mark puts a ton of work into this. And yes, you do. again, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to hint back to what I said a little bit of, at the beginning of the show is I'm... I'm grateful that we've been able to do it this long because this really is fun for us. Yeah. And the fact that, you know, folks listen and we still have new folks finding the show. We might have lost a few folks over the way, which is fine. Um, but I, I just, this is fun. And I, I look forward to Friday nights getting to sit down with the two of you and, and talk about Vegas and make each other laugh and all of that. So um, thank you, Mark. And then thank you for the folks that listen. I Thank you both. Thank hey, you what, um, Karen, by the way, before we close out, what was the, um, you said, or, or maybe Mark, but I think it was you, Karen, who said I was foreshadowing, foreshadowing a little bit with the uh, plantation Jamaican rum aspect. Oh, you know what? Yeah, I, I don't know. I didn't know. It was it. a mistake. I thought the FHE we had was going to be about that distillery, the lost distillery. That was last week. And that was last week. Uh, oh, got it, got it. Well, I, I think, I think, accor- at least according to Twitter, uh, I may owe a giant thank you to Sky on the Rocks for this bottle. Uh, it it, it might have been dear, dear, beloved dog of the podcast, Barney, who gifted this to me. And if that's the case, uh, thank you, Barney. <laughs> Barney is 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 Kath, Robin Kathy's dog. Gotcha. Ah, got it. That's going to do it for episode number four hundred. Thank you all for listening and downloading. We really, really do appreciate it. If you'd like to check out any of the stories on today's show, you can do so on the blog, which is three sixty vegaspodcast dot com. If you got, <clears throat> excuse me. If you, one more time. You can get premium and exclusive content when you subscribe to our show at patreon.com slash 360vegas. And you can get 360vegas shirts, mugs, and anything else that we can slap a logo on at zazzle.com slash 360vegas. If you'd like to send some feedback, written or audio, much like our dear friends Thomas and Josh and 
Oh, damn, this is embarrassing. Yeah, I'm sorry. We got a very generous PayPal donation from uh, Travis. Travis. And, and Jim. Jim sent an email as well. Please send that to 360Vegas Podcast at gmail.com. Yeah, it's cute when it, when it works. <laughs> I know. I'm surprised. <laughs> well, so here's the thing. I'm surprised he doesn't since he prints out his notes anyway. Why didn't you just write the names? It's like, all right, so I have four pieces of feedback. Just right. write the names right down there in the bottom so you don't have to flip back through the pages. Oh, It'll be right there me. for you. I can sit up in Las Vegas and come up with all sorts of crazy micromanaging ideas. <laughs> I'm just trying to help you out, Tony, because you know when you stall like that, that somebody gets cranky. So I'm just looking out for your best interest. If you don't want to take it, and I, fuck I you, dude. Uh, you're on your own. <laughs> Tony, where can folks find you? <laughs> I'm at... 360 Vegas Tony. Karen. I am at 360 Vegas Karen. He just told you where you can find me, so until next time. Yeah.